Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and perhaps the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. With me, thank God, all the way across from the pond, is Mr. Parascience himself, Stephen H. Pottons. Because, you know, you sound even more tired than I am. Hello, Ron, how are you? Been really? a while since... Uh... You know, one day we'll have to get together. Oh, we just did. Yeah, it's an idea. It's an idea. Hey, um... 40 years. Yep, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Toadgenet, Paradox Channel, and much, much, much beyond. So there you go. Uh, So what's your middle name, anyway? Timothy. Uh, Middle middle initial, if you don't want to give out your freaking long name. I just did. Timothy. Well, T. T for Timothy. T. Stephen. Okay, so it's, T. it's Timothy Stephen T. Parson. Correct. Okay, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Anyways, uh, you've, we're over here for about 10 days, correct? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I got back about ooh, six hours ago. Well, five and, and a half hours ago. You survived. I survived okay, because survived. I had such a good time. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, Steve is, of course, the founder of Parascience, and uh, he came over here to do Spirit Quest and some other events with, uh, with uh, me, and uh, it was uh, kind of neat. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, learned a few things about the way English people do things, or Welsh people, I guess, and... Uh, Taught him a few things of my own. Uh, can we just clarify one thing? I am actually English. I just live in Wales. You know, the same as you're English, you just live in America. Oh, all right. But you married a, a Whale. I mean, a Welsh woman. Yes, my wife Catherine is Correct. Welsh. And my, yes, my wife Catherine is Welsh. Have you got a delay on Skype? My wife, Catherine, is Welsh, and my two boys were born in Wales, but my daughter was born in England. So I have two Wenglish children. Wenglish. Oh, there you go. Uh, My wife is French, and I am Polish, and so my son is a tadpole. (laughs) Did you get that? Uh, Finally got that? I did. It's getting through. Hey, thanks for the uh, thanks for the note about the fried clams. That was much appreciated. Eating uh, fried uh, clams while I yeah, was stuck okay. on a stuck on a well, bus. That's a shame. That's a shame. Anyways, yeah. so uh, you, you go back, and I want to talk a little bit about some of the, the cool things we did together, and, and some of the the interesting things. You know, from your point of view, from my point of view. You know what happened, and let's start off with uh, 
Well, let's start off with the first day, which was the uh, the ghost. I mean, the monster, ghost, and mystery cruise, and, and that was kind of interesting because it mixed the paranormal in so many different ways, and I actually found that uh, pretty intriguing the, the way that came out. I I I think that was one of the magical uh, events that we did, and it was a great start to the to the week long series of events that you'd arranged. The conditions out in uh, Portsmouth Harbour were were absolutely magical, an absolutely flat, calm night uh, with a slight mist. Uh, it was warm. It it just had all of the properties of. Uh, it was magical. It was spooky. Uh, Jeremy's stories about the uh, the lighthouses were absolutely stunning as well. And of course, you you regaled us with. Accounts of some of the the lake, uh, the sea monsters that have been sighted. Plus, wasn't there also a nuclear submarine park nearby? There was. There most certainly was. And the interesting thing, we actually had some strange things that happened that night as well. Uh, actually, you know, well, under, undetermined uh, activity, I guess you would say. Did we? You better you remember me of that one. You uh, do remember them. I was I was so, so maybe busy one too many gins gins at the bar. I didn't have any gins at the bar, but uh, I was busy entertaining our guests, and maybe I missed something that took place. You better uh, tell me and tell all of our listeners, both of them. Wow, that that's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was actually uh, several events that were really kind of cool. Uh, the first thing is we had this uh, big black shadow swoop across the bow of our boat, and. Uh, we had no idea what it was, but it was big and it was close. And uh, it wasn't in the water, it was in the air. So that was kind of a nice touch for the, be- the e- beginning of the evening. And then a little later on, we had strange lights that were uh, in the sky and uh, reacting rather uh, strangely as well. So, uh, yeah, it was really turned into a mystery boat. It certainly turned into a mystery boat for me because I was there and I didn't experience either of those two events. And uh, moreover, that's the first I've heard oh, of them. So, uh, you, but you see, really? I was bit bu- yeah, I was busy uh, on either on the microphone with Jeremy talking, talking as usual, talking as usual, or down at the uh, stern of the boat uh, talking well, to our guests. Well, it happened in the, on the front of the boat. It happened in the front of the boat uh, while Jeremy and, and I were up there, so that's where it, where it happened. So you must have been in the back of the boat uh, doing what you do best, and that's yakking. Yep. Well, as, as I, if I wasn't yakking on the microphone, I was down the back yakking to the guests. So uh, no, it's the first I've heard about it. Tell mm-hmm. me more. Tell me more about this uh, this black shape. That sounds interesting. Really? You didn't? Eat? Oh, well, I have amazing. no idea. Anyways, yeah, have... we were... Uh, and all the guests in the boat were like, whoa, what was that? And it came in, like, really close, right out of the bow, just out of nowhere, really. I mean, it was a calm night, quiet night. It wasn't in the water. It was in the air. And it just went right across the bow of our boat and just disappeared. We have no clue to this day what that was. Cool. Could it, uh, because, I don't know. Well, I, I, that is genuinely the first I've heard about it. So, uh, 
I, I, I can't really offer any, any, anything other than speculation as to what it is. There is a, a form of apparition that's been reported in the mountains of Scotland and uh, parts of Europe. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering whether it was a shadow cast into the mist. Uh, so you get this airborne mist and then you get the light uh, blocked out by something like a, a bird. Uh, this, which, was mag- this was close. This was close. It had shape. Yeah, but it it's, had- it's magnified. So what you actually see, I think it's called the uh, the giant man of Ben McDewey, uh, and it appears to be really? a, a, a great giant of a figure because what you're actually seeing is a, proje- a back a projection into the into the, uh, the the mist in the air, and there was a little bit of mist around that night. I do remember that. Uh, but uh, do you know what? That's the yeah, first I've heard. This was really. This was really, really close. I mean, you could almost touch it. That's how close it was to the, the bow of our boat. And it was see. big, and it was fast, and it was cool, whatever it was. And and obviously secret, because uh, I knew nothing about it. Uh, well, you so missed that great one. observer. Yeah, trained mm, observer. So, Not huh? I was. I was entertaining mm-hmm. the guests at the back of the boat. I couldn't get the I microphone. I understand. I anyway. understand. That's your excuse. Yeah, I couldn't get the that's microphone. That's your excuse. Anyway. And sticking to it. Yeah, I know, but that's besides the point. So yeah, and then the the second thing, of course, was the lights that appeared and were doing some kind of crazy dance in the sky, and we we still don't know what that is either. So I mean, it was it was a fun filled night. I mean, just with that alone those two experiences and of course there was even we even saw something in the water but that i'm sure was just uh you know something uh you know non-paranormal but there was a creature in the water of some sort uh we couldn't see exactly what it was but it broke the surface and went down i know that that it was a fun night it really was oh well thank god because um i was uh at the back but i was on the starboard side of the boat and there was something in the water that sort of broke the surface and we we were uh, speculating whether it was a seal or a dolphin uh, but it didn't last long enough to and it was and it was absolutely apart from the the uh the backlighting from the lighthouses and the dockyard it was pitch black or or it actually it wasn't was it it was kind of pitch black but then it, there was a sort of depth to the blackness as well uh, it was a very surreal night out on the water, and those of those who went all agreed that it, it was a magical experience out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that was that was a fun night, and I really do. And the and the, uh, the stories were were great. I mean, we talked to for all, all about local sea monsters that were cited and and evidence collected over the years. Everything from the Isle of Shoals to Gloucester and some of the other monsters that were seen around. We we talked about some of the, uh, uh, of course, the, the ghosts, local ghosts, and also uh, we talked about. Uh, I was going to say, what is that thing? I can't think of it. The Loch Ness monster. Oh, flying Dutchman, flying Dutchman, and so forth. So, yeah, that was. I cool. think we also mentioned really, the Loch Ness really, monster. Uh, I distinctly remember talking about the Loch Ness monster. I don't know if anybody was. Oh yeah, you talked in, in, in you talked in, in in great length about the talk, and, and even that we talked we brought in the paranormal when I brought up the subject of uh, the guy there uh, who started the uh, Satan cult there. Uh, what is that? Uh, Alistair Crowley, Anthony Lebeau, or whatever. 
Crowley. Alistair Crowley at Beleckin House. Beleskin yeah, House, so, sorry. I mean, that was... Yep, that was that was really interesting. You told us your stories of uh, your experiences uh, looking for Nessie as well. So it was cool. It was absolutely a, a fun night and a great night. But then we... Uh, we moved on and we tried something new and this is the first time I ever did it myself and this was at the historical Manson Concord and it was a Harry Price ghost hunt. Well, it was taking the ideas of Price had established. Well, I say we took the ideas because the man, uh, a Manson rectory have a great deal in common and uh, we took the ideas that Harry, had, Harry Price had used at the Borley rectory investigation and based the whole investigation on Price's instructions for his observers, which is more commonly known as his blue book. And we started off, we followed the, the pattern that Price used at the Borley investigation. Uh, we did uh, do an introductory talk first, but then as Price did when he first arrived at Borley, they went off and they explored the location from attic to cellar. And then they conducted an kind of impromptu seance which was uh, by all accounts a great success then they divided into two groups and they investigated both inside and also as Price did at Borley they they focused on the grounds and there were a number of experiences recorded because like Price did with his uh, own observer teams as well as having some uh, equipment to measure things with they were also documenting their experiences and the teams both outside and inside the manse recorded unusual experiences Uh, there was there was a sighting or possibly sightings of uh, figures outside near the North Bridge where the first uh, shots of the American Revolution were fired and were indeed there are two, or is it three British soldiers are still, uh, uh, their graves are there. And inside there was, if I memory serves me rightly, and it's a little hazy because I've been awake for 32 hours, but uh, I'm <laughs> sure it was, it was knockings and uh, noises, wasn't it, from the inside of uh, from the manse? But in fact, the outside the outside group came back early during the second session because they got the, they got uh, uh, a little sort of scared by by their experiences, spooked, and they came back in a little bit early. So yeah, um, yeah we followed Price's methods uh, to the letter uh, as best we could. And uh, the feedback from, mm-hmm. from the participants, and certainly from, from you and I running it and, and facilitating the investigation, seemed to be a positive experience. And the location was, I can't use the term to die for because that would be inappropriate, but the location was absolutely stunning. And the, the, uh, Tom, who, who runs uh, the, the historic manse at Concord, was a most generous host and was on hand throughout the night to... Uh, talk about the history, to talk about his own experiences in the building, and to talk about the particular nature of the site in terms of, uh, he he believes it's associated, it has a a sort of magical sense about it, because a number of famous writers, most noted, uh, perhaps the most well-known here in the UK would be uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Uh, The 
I think he said that some of the Native Americans uh, claim that on a rock outside the manse called Hawthorne's Rock, where Nathaniel Hawthorne used to sit and write and ponder, uh, is believed to be the crossing point of ley lines, uh, however contentious they may be. This is just the story. And, of course, just less than 100 yards away is the uh, one of the bridges on the conquered Lexington Road and was the site of some of the first shots of the uh, American War of Independence. This is true. And, and the interesting fact about that bridge, of course, it wasn't the original bridge. The original bridge is long gone. This is uh, one created by the Park Service. But there was one team that went out there that uh, was a bit sensitive, and they felt... Uh, you know, emotions and stuff on one side of the bridge, but as they crossed the bridge, it, it was totally dead, and then they got on the other side, and it, it happened again. So that's that was kind of an interesting uh, observation by the, by the team, because the bridge itself, of course, is new, and uh, the water underneath it isn't the same water, really. <laughs> the other thing that was interesting is that some of the accounts of their perceptions and impressions tallied quite well with the with what Tom told us uh, related to the events that happened in the area. However, there is always the caution, of course, that this is you know, one of America's key historical landmarks and the chances of them hearing about some of the stories that took place there are, you know, have to be taken into consideration and must be considered to be extremely likely. But nonetheless, it was interesting that some of the participants did claim to be having experience or have had experiences that did relate to the history of the of the location yeah that's true it's true and uh it i, I just amazed that there was those that that uh, mother and daughter were absolutely petrified oh of uh, some and of the stuff that was going on the daughter actually got really brave um she had to go out to the trunk of a car and uh, she went out her way lit only by her cell phone. Uh, she wanted somebody to go with her, but I stayed at the at the door of the building to watch her across the, the parking lot. And she she walked all the way to the vehicle and walked all the way back. So the bravery was um, she she picked it up. You know, she was and. Uh, you know, getting braver all the while. But you've got to remember that that was the very first time they'd done anything like along these lines at all. Hmm. That's true. That's true. But, it, I mean, at least they faced their fears, which is the interesting thing about it. And the other cool thing, of course, is you gave a, a little, uh, uh, I had to say a speech, but a, uh, a presentation on uh, Borley and Harry Price. And you even had... Harry Price's glasses, which I uh, was great, <laughs> and you had you had another artifact as well. Uh, not that night, we didn't. The whole the whole event was done for that night using uh, a pair of uh, two pairs of glasses that belonged to Harry Price. Uh, the other the other mm-hmm. artifact, which, uh, which about which we have discussed before, came much later in the week. Uh, somewhat, somewhat unexpected, right. because if you'd have given me ten seconds' notice, <laughs> uh, we could have read the actual articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're referring to a fragment of bone. 
that is a, reputed right. to belong to the nun that was excavated at Morley. Right. I say reputed. And, and we'll, we'll, I guess we'll, well, let's put it this way. It was buried. So there you go. But we'll talk about that a little later. We'll go actually talk about the experiment we did and so forth and the results, which was a little bit interesting. But anyways, that was the uh, the second event that we did, and, and that was a lot of fun. And, and I know you love that location, and you'd love to get back there. And, you know, it just may happen. You never know. Um, but the third event uh, was just uh, the five of us, you, myself, uh, oh, six of us, me, me, my wife, St. Janet, Cal, Nori, and uh, we went to Hammond Castle uh, in Gloucester, which is an awesome place. Unlike uh, unlike the the castles in England, of course, because it's it's really just a tiny house. I'll tell you what was most interesting about the the we do have these mock medieval castles in, in the UK, but what was fascinating was to discover that Hammond, who was uh, an in, uh, an inventor and was very interested in, in fact, he pioneered the use of radio control, as I discovered whilst we were there, uh, that he decided or he, he was interested in mediumship and he devised an experiment whereby he placed a, a number of mediums one at a time into a Faraday cage positioned in the great hall of, the, of his home, Hammond Castle. But he also considered that it was uh, an extension to the experiment because he passed a uh, I don't know whether it was AC or DC the guide wasn't very clear but he passed a voltage through the Faraday cage uh, so that the, obviously the medium wasn't affected physically but it, the voltage must have been considerably high because as the guide was showing us uh, that it had actually burnt or, or left a lasting mark in the stone flooring, uh, right in the centre of the Great Hall, and on a spot that he kept referring to as the dead spot, uh, where a chair was placed for visitors to sit and to... Uh, I don't know, he, he'd said that a lot of people photographed orbs on that particular spot, and indeed, as you That's know... That's right. In fact, I believe that, that you did an experiment, which was pretty exciting for me. Uh, well, I... It wasn't an experiment because it was a foregone conclusion. I sat you on the spot and I took your picture after telling you that I would produce an orb to order for you uh, using one of our 3D cameras which had taken over and indeed you sat on the chair and we had a lovely bright orange orb but uh, which we showed the guide and he was he was uh, most gracious in his compliments. Very about excited about it. He was very excited about mm -hmm. it and... Uh, but you've mm -hmm. you and I both knew. Of course, so it was a lovely ball. Other, mm -hmm. the, the other one of the stereo pictures didn't have the orb on it, so uh, it did. You know, it was nothing other than uh, dust manifesting in front of the camera. But it did look very, very effective. And we we used those pictures that we'd taken there later on uh, in the week when we were demonstrating the, uh, how digital cameras can produce orbs. But the location, I mean, there were a lot of, uh, the building dates from the 1920s, but there were an awful lot of artifacts from uh, ancient Europe. There were Roman artifacts, there were Greek artifacts, there was quite a lot of uh, medieval and medieval reproduction around the building. Plus, of course, there was that fascinating exhibition uh, that described 
the work of Hammond himself. I didn't realise that he'd developed radio control to B-17 bombers in World War Two uh, to use as uh, remote remote control bombs. So sort of a modern equivalent of the A what are they called UAVs that the that the uh, the United States Armed Forces right. and indeed the British Armed Forces use today. Predator drones. Predator yeah, drones. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. they test, they, they trace their lineage back to Price, uh, Price Hammond's uh, original <laughs> patents for radio control. You are dying. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, it's interesting. And, and it seems, uh, it sounds like I have a delay going here. Is that right, Steve? Yeah, there is a little bit of a delay, yeah. yeah Okay. And so anyway, an we apologize for that. But, uh, really? <laughs> the interesting thing is uh, we had a fabulous uh, 10 days together. We did a lot of neat stuff. Uh, Hammond Castle was definitely cool. Uh, and that guy was actually on the travel channel. Did you know that? As, as he kept telling us, uh, he was very proud of his, his appearance on the travel channel. I, I lost count how many times he made the point that he'd been on the travel channel. Um, but the weather, the weather certainly, yeah, the weather certainly didn't hinder us, did it? We had glorious weather, all all except for the final day. Um, We had glorious uh, sunshine and temperatures well into the seventies and higher for the whole, Mm -hmm. basically for the whole ten days. No complaints from us Brits about the weather. There you go. Nate from the chat room said, uh, asked about, actually kind of made it as a joke, if one wears Harry Price's glasses, would one be seeing through the eyes of him? And, and that's an interesting thought. And when you think about it, I mean, wh- what is your thoughts on that? Is that uh, well, possible you w- that you could pick up? Uh... Well, we did. We did later in the week try that, didn't we? And I think we could better answer Kev's uh, question, uh, sorry, destination True's question. Um, if we if we just hang on a few minutes until we get onto the psychometry uh, uh, stuff that we were doing at Spirit Quest. Oh, okay. Well, Although I did, you know, I I did refer to looking through Harry Price's eyes uh, because certainly uh, those people that, that put the glasses on were certainly looking through the same piece of glass that Harry Price must have looked through. But we did use out there that exactly that in a psychometry experiment during Spirit Quest, as you know. Yeah, and of course we did the Dining with the Dead with Cal and uh, uh, Cal Cooper, and that was really great. I mean, it was sold out. I mean, I could have sold double out. Uh, so many people wanted to go to that. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it was first come, first go. I felt really bad because there were three regulars that go to all of them, and they just didn't get their tickets fast enough, and they ended up... Uh, Missing out, unfortunately. So, but they ended up spending spare quest with us, so that that made up for it. My but uh, you also I mean, addressed. Well, the talks were the Go talks ahead. were the talks were pretty good, but you know, obviously, I'm biased. Um, <laughs> but the food, the food was excellent. Uh, the food at the Wyndham restaurant. I, 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 this is starting to sound like the Travel Channel now, isn't it, or the Food Channel? But the food was absolutely stunning. But actually, I hear the tu- I hear the tunes. I hear the tunes, my friends. So let me okay. take a break. So, anyways, okay. you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. 
and we'll be right back after the following message with uh, Mr. Parascience, the gold standard in ghost hunting and New England's own Van Helsing. We'll be right back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give the awards to the Parax family. Alright. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And cemetery tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. So anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron. See you then. And welcome back to the Food and Travel Channel. With New England's own Van Helsing and a very tired, and a very tired Ghostbuster down here in the UK. Tonight we're discussing the food at the Wyndham Restaurant, the uh, lobster rolls at Marquis uh, in Salisbury, uh, Massachusetts, and later on we'll be discussing whether Anne Kerrigan really is brave beyond belief. Uh, we're on, you're listening to Tugginet, Parrot X, the Coast Channel, and beyond. Hello, Ron. Actually, I did it. I did a uh, a, a thing for the Food Channel at the Wyndham Restaurant. Believe it or not, I wouldn't be at all surprised. They seem to do. Yeah, uh, my, that's another abiding memory of my my trip over there. Is the is the excellent food? 
Um, even the traditional English award-winning beer-battered fish and chips served in newspaper in 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 Haverhill uh, in the Irish pub where right. they they got the chip mm-hmm. they got a nine for the fries the chips uh, they got an eight for the fish but the batter is a seven they just can't do the batter really. Proper proper batter should be really crisp on the outside, and they just, ah, they just, it wasn't it wasn't right. In, in reality, Steve, and in, in all fairness, that's that's part of what happened to America because it became health conscious. When I was first uh, married, years and years and years ago, we used to get the fish and chips, and the batter was so crisp and delicious, and it, you know they'd put it. And brown paper bags and the and the oil which is oh it's delicious. Mm. America health sorry, did you just say something that was nearly paranormal then? Did you just say America's health conscious with a Dunkin' Donuts on every street corner? Right, right. We become very, very much health conscious. I mean there is uh, a big change in so many things. At least they're trying to. Unfortunately the people don't listen. Uh, but the government has imposed all kinds of stuff on it, and they've taken out of this, and we have all kinds of uh, foodies in the uh, supermarkets that are uh, better for you. But, you know, it is it's it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Stick to, stick to the good quality batter, because that way you don't eat very much of it, because it's just so good and filling. Oh, it is. It's absolutely delicious. There you go. So it's actually healthy. It's actually the healthy it's actually the healthy option. So there you go. You heard it okay. first on Ghost Chronicles International, aka the new health food channel. Now tonight. So what it's else funny. Did, what uh, else did we do? I should. Oh, you we, you also uh, were guest guest instructor at my uh, para, uh, paranormal CSI class. And you talked about the 3D camera and uh, several other things. And uh, we did so much. It was just such a busy week. Um, But the 3D camera, the 3D camera, a lot of people don't understand that, but it's actually two two cameras combined. They're two separate cameras. Is that correct? The simplest way to 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 consider it is there are two lens, two separate lens systems and there are two separate sensors. There is one flash between them and both operate with the same shutter button, uh, and they write their their results into uh, the memory card of the camera. You saw it; it's no, it's actually no bigger physically than a normal digital camera. If people want to see the result, if people want to see the results of the uh, of the experiment that, that was done from 2009 almost to the present day using a, uh, one of these ca- type of cameras. If you go to the Parascience website, which is www.parascience.org.uk, and follow the link entitled Orbs are a Load of Balls, uh, you will find the results of the 3D camera <laughs> experiments. Um, and you did, lots you of did not put that on there. Well, yeah, it was the title of the paper. <laughs> okay, go on. 
So people can go and have a look at the results there. Um, it's also been published several times in different uh, magazines, uh, mostly in the UK. Spirit Voices carried it for a while. Um, Silent Voices, I mean. And uh, uh, it's been published in, in in other magazines and formats also. But the simplest way for people to have a look at the pictures is obviously to go to the website where there's plenty of examples. I don't expect it will change everybody's point of view. In fact, when we first did the research, we had uh, somebody actually say the reason that they only appear on one of the stereo pictures and the same uh, is that they are, in fact, paranormal. And another person complimented us on the thoroughness of the research and then said, in picture 16, they can see a face in the orb. So I don't think we'll really yeah, go into... Yeah, could they really see one? They claim to have done. So uh, well, I, don't think we were, I don't think we were... I don't think we were going to convert the world, but, but certainly, you know, rid the world of orbs one ball at a time is my ambition. <laughs> okay, I'm not touching that because you know my opinion on orbs yeah you're a big you're a big orb believer as i discovered while i was over there no i'm not a big orb believer that's not true <laughs> so you don't know you, okay you, there you go no, you there like, you go you like playing devil's advocate so i'm going to pay if i'm the skeptic you have to be the believer on this episode of the okay. Free channel whatever chronicles international whatever whatever 40 years whatever See no water. Uh, anyways, <laughs> the uh, the other thing that you did, of course, is the great debate with Cal Cooper, which was kind of interesting because you addressed my paranormal study group, and uh, it was actually uh, an interesting debate, looking at different or uh, taking on paranormal questions, uh, parapsychology versus ghost hunting, which was uh, kind of intriguing. I think it was actually quite nice to give people like the opportunity to see that there are similarities and striking differences between uh, ghost hunting um, and parapsychology. And I think when people dealt as a question, and there were some very, very good questions, um, the answers, I hope, demonstrated that that's uh, vive la difference because obviously a lot of the questions came from a particular French lady um, and I, I hope it gave people that's right we had a we had a French journalist there is that correct it, it, it is correct and it wasn't just the paranormal studies group it was open to to visiting uh, members as well and, the, and there was quite a quite a number of those turned up and I finally get to I finally got to put a uh, we're back to the travel channel again here because I finally got to uh, I've listened to that trailer for Circles of Wisdom now for it must be approaching two years uh, next door to Batucci's on uh, in Andover and now I know exactly where it is and in fact right. and it's, uh, it's a lovely there was a, there's a realtor uh, above above um, circles of wisdom who had a or will have had a paranormal experience the next morning um because really well well you what do you mean really you know you know full well that they they had a paranormal experience the next morning when 20 pictures mysteriously appeared on my job to ask questions Ah, okay were there uh were 20 pictures mysteriously appeared on the 
Hewlett-Packard wireless-enabled printer that was had a wide-open network. So I sent 20 pictures from my from my uh, iPhone and just printed them out. Did you have your pants on? Of course I did. The review. <laughs> oh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, yeah, that, that went well. And uh, I mean, that's the cool thing about this whole visit you had. It, it was it was really uh, a learning experience for not only for us, but also for the people who got involved with us in, on these. Uh, we had so many people tell us that it was really great and they learned so much on, on both sides. So it, it's kind of cool. And then, uh, you know, of course, we headed up towards uh, Spirit Quest towards the end of the week as before, just before you left, actually, and, and that was a phenomenal weekend, uh, starting off with Paranormal Survivor Ghost Hunt, which has never been done before. No, I, I think we better explain that the, the, the basic idea of this was that uh, there were two teams, uh, one led by yourself as Team America, and you indeed were dressed, Team America. As, and you dressed as Captain America, complete with the mask and shield. I did, your team. shield and all. Uh, and uh, I headed the British contingent along with Cal Cooper. And uh, you provided a wide range and a big selection of equipment to use. And you set the rules and you bribed the judges. Mm-hmm. And you argued mm-hmm. with the judges when it didn't go in your favor. And yet you still managed to win. Mm-hmm. Um, because... That's amazing. I mean, that's, that's perseverance. perseverance. That's what I say. That's what I am. Yeah. Perseverance. Well... Well, as I say, the best team on the night won. Um, so Team America got the trophy that night, which consisted of uh, no trophy at all. But we, we it's going to be go. like the Americas. It's going to be like the Americas Cup or the Ashes. We're going to. This is going to become a hard, a hard-fought contest because we were only left mm-hmm. to use all we had to, available to us was a torch and a pen. Uh, whose choice was that, though? Well, you'd taken all the other equipment, so uh, we we responded <laughs> with qualitative evidence. And no, I mean, in, in seriousness, you mean, uh, you, mean the, you made stuff up as you went along. Yeah, you're going to say acorn dropping now and heater going on, aren't you? But that's all evidence too. Yeah. And what we ended up with at the end of the night that was, was the your team evidence. Yep, acorns dropped. Acorns dropped. That's evidence. Acorns dropping. The furnace went on. Yep, yep. Stock in here. That's good evidence. Meanwhile, I use thermal images, table tipping, laser grid, ghost box, I was just doing your EVP for you. I was just doing your EVP, a rendition of your EVP. Perhaps the greatest one yet. Yep, that was one of the better EVPs. And... But it, it, it did, uh, if I recall rightly, uh, wasn't there some correlation between the results of both teams? They started to get the same, although it is you know, there is a lot of publicly available information about the location, and it has been investigated uh, a, quite a number of times by yourself. And uh, so, but yeah. it was interesting that the two different teams using two different methods, one was entirely equipment focused and one was well stuck with a notebook and torch because the other team had run off with all the equipment but nonetheless the the two methods did but i gave you choice of all the locations first you had the absolutely first dibs on on all the locations 
I would Whatever location you, you wanted, you had the press. Actually, it does say, if I recall rightly, it did say in our notes that Team America ran past us and stole the cellar of Lucy's cottage. Yeah, we did. Because that uh, wasn't so, on your uh, thing. Yeah, so we had, we had first choice somewhere, and then you would steal it anyway. But we did, uh, wasn't it, the name Lily came up with both with both teams. And uh, you, you and, had and two different methods, too. Two different methods, and you also had to, uh, you use your disco lights, um, your laser grid, yes, to blind us because we were in the next room to you at that point. You were in the library, and there's a glass partition wall, so we couldn't see anything then for the next 25 minutes of the session uh, because all yeah. we could see was the, the green laser that. spots that you'd shone through the wall uh, through the window at us. Uh, whilst you were all singing "Row, row, row your boat," so uh, uh, they said the best team on the night. Well, we thought we saw an apparition. We, clearly, won. we thought we saw an apparition, so we 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 threw the grid out there to catch it on uh, our digital uh, uh, IR cameras. So that was the whole purpose of that. And so, I mean, we, nothing stands in the way of us gathering evidence, especially the UK team. Exactly. I mean, we we might have seen the apparition if we hadn't been blinded, but uh, no, all we could see was green dots everywhere. But, uh, you know, and, and I, I know you told me this off, off cup, but you actually had an experience in that same room, didn't you? Uh, it's one you're that not may have, admit it, are you? Because you're... Uh, no, it's one that may have validated something uh, that your team had reported because uh, whilst your team was singing their hearts out and shining laser pens, there was uh, a noise which we assumed it was your team. Uh, a f- it sounded like a female voice saying hello. We weren't sure that somebody hadn't come into the room, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, had wandered so in was from... That loud? It was clear enough for it to be interpreted as a walk-in. You know, somebody had come into the room. And it was only later that you said that the caretaker had had a very similar experience sometime before uh, with a female voice saying hello. Yeah. Now, of course, it could just have been, and there were one or two walk-ins during the weekend. Um, you know, there were, I mean, uh, well, let's be honest, it was an entire astronomy club walked in and then you'd set, uh, only to discover you'd set their <laughs> guest speaker home. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> yeah, is the astronomy club on? I'm the guest speaker. No, it's not on tonight. Go home, and then they all nope. turned up. See you later. Hit the road. <laughs> yeah, and he did, and then the astronomy club turned up. So there weren't. There were. You know, there, there is a, a possible normal explanation, but it was interesting, as I said to you at the time, uh, that. There was that similar uh, re- event reported, this uh, sound of somebody saying hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't hear it very well because of the row hello. and racket your group were making singing next door. Do you, do you know, you understand the, the reason, do you understand the reason we, we sang? Oh, I, I understand perfectly the reason you sang, but you could have warned us before you were going to do it. Uh, I mean, the, the method is based on... on early spiritualism because uh, they used to like to sing prayers, uh, sing, chant, pray, um, nurse, uh, all manner of folk songs, uh, prayers. Uh, they, In fact, some circles still do today. But it used to be a regular feature of uh, building the energy at seances was uh, a, a hearty and lusty sing-song 
So yeah, we knew what you were Correct. doing. You just didn't give us any warning that you were going to do it. Like you didn't give me any warning the following night when you decided to drop both Cal and I into an impromptu talk, uh, which was unfortunate for you because the things that would have uh, supported the talk were 10 seconds away in your office. And if, you'd, and if you'd said, oh, can you just pop up and get the Harry Price stuff? Of course, we could have done it. But that That's same true. night... But that same night, we had, I think, one of the highlights for me of the of the weekend was Rich, the Harry Houdini magician, and uh, his demonstration of Houdini escapology and uh, a genuine set of Houdini's handcuffs. Uh, watching this, uh, watching Rich extricate himself not only from the six pairs of cuffs which bound his wrists but then later from a proper leather and canvas straight jacket uh, was really... It was actually was really seven, s- but that's okay. Was it seven, was it? Oh, it, the, the thumb cuffs. Yeah, were, seven. Um, but yeah, then to oh see God. him coming out of the straight jacket was as well. I mean, that was just astonishing to watch. And then... You, yeah. and then you no know, magic the reveal, there. No magic at all. In fact, he, he played down the aspect of Harry's magic um, he very much emphasised that, that Harry was an escape artist. Uh, but then then he revealed something which you probably already know, that um, Rich is almost as old as you. He's 75. Um, and the, mm-hmm. for, for, you know, the degree of athleticism and effort that, that was required to, to extricate himself from that straitjacket was extraordinary. And the other thing we did, of course, was uh, we had a pair of Harry Houdini's handcuffs. They were actually belonged to Harry. And the last person to open them, and they've never been opened since, was Harry. And we used them in a seance. We held a little seance with Jane Doherty uh, lead, and uh, we put them on the table. And the, the purpose was an attempt to have Harry unlock the handcuffs, which... Uh, for that purpose failed, but uh, it still was an interesting seance. Uh, uh, many spurs dropping, including that of a spider. Yeah, that was when I discovered um, what I thought was going to, because I came back in. Uh, I'd been been talking to Rich and keeping an eye on the car outside. And uh, everybody was, there was quite a, quite a degree of excitement because of this giant spider that was running around. When we actually saw the thing, it was barely an inch across. Uh, but nonetheless, everybody was getting terribly excited by this spider. Um, so, yeah, yeah. But a very, very good night nonetheless. And so, then, I mean... Course... Go on. And, of course, we had the, the Ouija board collection was absolutely phenomenal. If you go on my, my Facebook page, you can see a picture of... Uh, the group and uh, standing by the the huge huge collection of Ouija boards. I mean, what he brought is only a partial of of his collection and uh, some amazing boards there. Do you know? I swear, sometimes you were psychic yeah. because I was actually about to say that just before you interrupted me and said it anyway. Uh, but Jason brought his <laughs> astonishing collection, which I missed on the Saturday because it, it coincided with my own presentation. Um, but I did manage to catch the repeat performance on the Sunday and uh, had a good long chat to Jason about the collection of boards. And it was, you know, he, you, you promised me, and I, we'd spe- we, I'd said on uh, 
prior to going that, that was one of the things I was looking forward to seeing. And it certainly wasn't a disappointment. But there were other many highlights too. Uh, the, you know, we've talked about uh, Rich and Jason. Uh, uh, and Cal and I obviously did, did some talks as well. Uh, there was also EVP Mike, wasn't there? Yes, there was. Oh, and uh, okay, and there were some hot dogs. It's like pulling. It's like pulling teeth. <laughs> I thought you were leading into something. My bad. I thought you were leading into <laughs> talking I was, about it. I the, and, and there was EVP Mike. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought you had a little bit more tell, to say than that. <laughs> and then I pause while you tell everybody about it. <laughs> Actually, EVP Michael, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation is now uh, doing, uh, it's now being broadcast on television as well. And uh, you can even go on the internet and it's streamed uh, from the television station on on the internet so you can actually watch it on your computer. And uh, EVP Michael will be our next uh, guest on it. It'll be a monthly show that uh, we will do so uh, you can see more of uh, EVP Mike uh, uh, in November when we do the, uh, the the next show of our live Ghost Chronicles Next Generation TV show. So that's exciting. But Mike has uh, been investigating for many years, and he has what he believes is hundreds and hundreds of EVPs. And uh, I mean, he he believes he's even captured angelic voices, angelic music. Uh, uh, he gets uh, so many amazing things that uh, I remember I did a, uh, uh, a conference with him, Paranormal for Pause, and uh, he wanted to try some EVPs uh, in the crowd. So he just kind of, well, you know, it's just conference with vendor tables and everything else. And it was him, myself, and another guy talking. And uh, he caught an EVP on it, and basically it says, Oh, Ron, shut up. So there you go. <laughs> uh, he's certainly very passionate uh, uh, about what he does, and he certainly has a great deal of equipment to support what he does. I I know he's he's uh, he's written a book, and the book also includes a is it a DVD of audio clips um, of many of the I believe it's a CD. Captures. A CD. CD. CD of many of his audio yep. clips of captured EVPs. And Mike did a series of right. uh, talks in the afternoons, which were which were interesting and were well attended. Uh, and we also had uh, some, well, we had some mediums. Who and he, he also... Go on. Yeah, but he also uh, did the, the live event on Saturday night, too, where he did That's EVPs right. while it was going on, and he captured a couple of cool ones on there as well. But yeah, yeah, we did have some mediums as well. We had Kelly Spangler, who, the Salem Witch, who was on the Ghost Adventurers at the Salem Witch House, and Jenny Dye uh, from New York, who's another witch, and uh, Jane Doherty, of course, with her psychic belly. We've had her on the show before, and she's an interesting person, a uh, lovely person. I, I love Jane. Uh, she's she was the one that also worked with uh, Kimball on his uh, Haunted Artifact, one from you know, World War Two artifacts. Do you remember that show, uh, Steve? Yes, yeah, I remember. I remember the haunted artifacts of World War Two show. Um, so it, it was a great, mi- it was a great mix of events over the weekend. There was there was something for everybody. Uh, 
Except for weather lovers, yep. because on the Sunday we did have uh, some typically old English weather, well, Welsh weather uh, specifically, because it threw it down all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that it may have been damp outside, but it certainly didn't dampen the spirits of those inside. And right. it, I mean, we had people who'd come, who'd come from Vermont, they'd come from Connecticut, they'd come from, well, um, well early in the from California, uh, from France, France from... Uh, New Jersey, from uh, New York State, uh, for, and even even yep. apparently there was there was uh, three of three people who came all the way from the United Kingdom. Can you believe? There it? you go. Uh, you know, even last year at Spirit Quest, John from Florida came up too, and he's a regular in that chat room. So I give a shout out to John. But anyways, I heard the doorbell. That means pizza from the dead is here, and so it's time to wrap it up. I do want to mention a couple uh, things. This. Uh, Sunday the 13th at the same place, BZ Park. Uh, Laura Worcester and uh, three other amazing mediums will be doing an afternoon uh, event, uh, afternoon of mediumship, which is kind of exciting. And uh, you can get tickets from our website, which is neghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And then Friday, I am going to be with the Miss Portsmouth in Miss New Hampshire pageant, beauty pageant participants for a special ghost tour I'm doing with them, so I'm excited about that as well, so so you should have stayed another week man. you missed it yeah, yeah. and fry, and, and you, you waited until I got on the plane before you went for the fried clams as well so, uh, yeah, they were good too Steve, let me tell you Yeah, yeah. well at least you got the lobster rolls <laughs> mm-hmm so, uh, you got anything yourself coming up? Uh, any conferences? Uh, well, sleep. Or, uh... Sleep is first on the agenda for me. Um, approaching thirty-three mm-hmm. hours, so I, I'm looking forward to to my bed. It's uh, it's been nice, of course, to to get back, but uh, lots of good memories, uh, lots of laundry to do, and um, unfortunately, I, I did manage to leave one thing behind. I'm sure you've discovered the baseball cap. I did. You left that at the VZ office. It is an England uh, no, no, baseball no, cap, no, and of no. course the I the other broke... one. The other one. Never mind. I'll tell you. No, now. what one? Uh, yeah. Anyways, I brought that one in effigy, so don't worry about cool. it. Cool. Cool. So there, there you go. <laughs> Time to wrap it up. Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless everyone. Ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.